episode of Vibes! Another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast brought to you by NBA 2K22. If you don't yet have your copy, I suggest you get one today because tonight there's no playoff games. There's going to be a void in your life if you're anything like me and you're going to have nothing to do all night. So get your copy of 2K. You can hit the link in the description, get your copy, play some 2K. You can, in fact, play as the old school Chicago Bulls. Why? Because they feature the one, the only, real name, no gimmicks, BJ Armstrong, who's alongside me, as well as we break down the biggest topics from around the world of basketball. BJ, how you doing this evening? I'm doing well. I'm doing well, my friend. Can't complain. All is good. The suns keep rolling. Mm. Miami keep rolling. Mm. You know what? I, I, what can I complain about? Well, another another great evening of basketball. Another podcast. And uh, let's get it, my friend. What we got it's, going this evening? Well, well, you well know, this morning, I should say. For okay, me. so, so yes, yeah, it's, it's 6 o'clock in the morning. The sun is shining through my windows right now. It's yeah, another day where I do not sleep. I feel awful, but I need to bring this podcast to the people because it's important. I update them on everything they need to know now. The playoffs are in full swing, but BJ, there's something I need to address. Now, yes. I know the people at ESPN be listening to the show. Now, how do mm-hmm. I know that? Mm-hmm. Because every day, almost every day, people send me clips and say, Mo, they copied what you said. Mo, they copied what you and BJ are saying. So I know you're listening, ESPN, whoever the producer or Stephen A or whoever you are listening. I just want to say this is, you know, the playoffs are in full swing. We're seeing some great basketball going on, you know, two great games last night. But somehow ESPN managed to spend a day talking about non-basketball basketball. And they were talking right. about LeBron James. Shock. To, mu- to much of everyone's surprise, ESPN was talking about LeBron James. Stephen A. Smith mm-hmm. was talking about LeBron James. Not talking about... How did the Celtics shut down Giannis Antetokounmpo? Not talking about, oh, the Golden State Warriors and the Memphis Grizzlies are in this boxing match of a series. They were talking about LeBron James. Shock to everyone's surprise. And Stephen A. Smith came out and said he wants them to trade LeBron James. <laughs> and BJ, i got to address this. <laughs> Mr. Stephen Mo, A. Smith. Hold on before you, before, you, before you address it, Mo. I just want to say the stage is yours. The mic is hot. Mm. And you know what? I just want you to to understand something, Mo, before you go on this, before you go down this path. (laughs) I don't want you to forget something, Mo, how I personally feel about you and everyone listening. You are the future, Mo. And I appreciate you. Hey, so before so, you start, someone's got to keep that. it 100. Hey, okay? hey, hey, Mo, you are the future, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> now, go ahead, Mo. You see, the stage is yours. The mic I appreciate you. I appreciate you. See, I just like talking about basketball, and I think basketball shows should talk about basketball. So let's look at this from a basketball perspective. Or seeing as we're talking about roster construction, we've got to factor in the business of basketball as well. The Los Angeles Lakers are in a terrible position. Their their roster clearly does not work. They're looking for a new coach. They're bringing in Phil Jackson to help them find a new coach. Even though when they brought Phil Jackson into the New York Knicks front office, that didn't work out too well. But whatever, he's got good relationships with the ownership group of the Los Angeles Lakers. So he's consulting Mm -hmm. with them on the direction they're going to take to find a new coach. But whatever. Phil Jackson is. Yes. Phil Jackson is. Okay. The Zen master, your former coach. Okay. So Stephen A is saying they need to trade LeBron. But let me just figure this out. Okay. You've got okay. Anthony Davis on your roster, who Stephen A himself on the show said 
you can't trade him because other teams' GMs do not want a guy who misses half the season from being injured. He said Anthony Davis has not got much trade value right now. So let's say, according to him, Anthony Davis is off the table. Then you've got Russell Westbrook, who's going to probably opt into his $47 million contract. He can't trade him. Teams aren't going to trade for him. Maybe you can get John Wall if you throw a few picks at the Houston Rockets, but you know, you're know you kind of set there. So what are you going to trade LeBron James for that's going to work with those two guys better than LeBron James. I don't know what you're expecting. Now, he gave a list of teams and he said, oh, maybe you can trade him to the Utah Jazz for Donovan Mitchell. Or maybe you can trade him to the Miami Heat for Bam Adebayo. LeBron James has one year left on his contract. And then he said he wants to go play wherever his son is. So why would a team trade a young all-star for a man to come in and play one season precisely because I don't think he's signing an extension in Utah, maybe in Miami, but that's a whole nother story. I just don't see it happening. The Lakers are in a tough spot, but the Lakers always come out on top. They always find a way to come out on top, BJ, because this is what I tweeted in response to Stephen A. earlier this morning. Regardless of what happens on the basketball court, one ownership in this league has estimated that employing LeBron James and having LeBron James on your roster generates roughly $65 million per year for any team that has LeBron James. On top of that, there's a study that LeBron James, him, LeBron James himself would create just below $400 million in value for the Los Angeles economy over the five hypothetical seasons with the Lakers. LeBron James, whether you win on the court, make the playoffs, miss the playoffs, he's generating revenue, not just for yourself, but also for the city in which your team is. And I've got to say, you know, in the world where city councils put money into arenas and all of this kind of thing, that's a pretty good, pretty good deal to have on your side. So we're looking at it from the business perspective. You take LeBron off the team by trading him. Now your team is still not good enough to win a championship. Dare I say, maybe not even good enough to win the playoffs next year, given how good the Western Conference is going to be. And now you're losing out on all the money that LeBron James generates, being the number one selling jersey in the NBA and one of the most popular players we've seen in a very long time. So I just did not understand the thought process behind trading LeBron James. Add to that the realities of trading LeBron James. Do you think LeBron James is going to sign off? And I know he doesn't have a no trade clause, but do you really think they're going to send LeBron James to the Utah Jazz? I would, for one, would be shocked if they did. But, you know, Stephen, it was very clear. He said, this isn't what the Lakers are thinking. This is what he thinks and what he would do. And i got to say, fair enough. But if I was in that position, if I was the general manager of the Los Angeles Lakers, I, for one, would not be trading LeBron James. BJ Armstrong, what's your take on this situation? Well, you know, Mo, that's a lot to unpack. And currently now, as we speak, you know, you just address the business of basketball. Okay. And the business of basketball only happens if the basketball business is in place. Mm-hmm. Now, if we continue to have seasons like this, those numbers that you just so elegantly <laughs> shared with us. Mm-hmm. 400 million and all of those things you know mo in the last what is this four years now that lebron james has been out here let's just look at lebron james first year they did not make the playoffs 
injured. Okay. Second year, they win it in the bubble, correct? Is that what they yeah, did? They, they, won, they, they won the bubble. Last the, the third year, they get eliminated in the first round by the Phoenix Suns. Injured again. And then this know. year, they don't. Okay. And then this year, they don't make the playoffs. Now, Mo, without this bubble championship, this is borderline. Okay. I don't, I don't, without the bubble championship, Mo, this has not been a successful campaign. No. A lot of hype. This is a city, Mo, make no doubt about it, where they need stars without question. He is one of the brightest stars. Without question, he's been the brightest star of his generation, without question. And all of those numbers are always predicated on the basketball business being in place. You got to deliver. Now, Mo, that hasn't been the case. And now we're looking at a situation where what are the expectations going to be heading into next season and beyond. Because now you got to figure out, is this a one-year deal? Or is this a three-year deal? Four, whatever whatever the deal. That's, that's the business of basketball. Mm-hmm. So, Mo, I, I will say this. Okay? I will say this. Okay? Before I give my answer what it is, I want to welcome everyone to the show first. <laughs> Man, I, I where, couldn't wait. I had to go straight yeah. in. Well, where we come here to celebrate. Okay. Where we come here to celebrate. And we're going to celebrate the game. Now, if you're asking me, Mo, what the Lakers are going to do. If the Lakers aren't entertaining everything, trades, free agency, how to get in the draft, Currently keeping the team. They have to put everything on the table. Why? Because, Mo, the future, which is the draft, they are depleted. They are depleted, Mo. Yes. Okay. 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 So if the executives aren't entertaining everything, then they aren't doing their jobs. Because let me assure you, if you continue to have another season like this, Mo, all of those numbers, I will... I'm 99.9% sure it's not going to last very long if they have another season like this. Okay. I so I want to say this. Hold us. I want to say this. And the last thing I want to say is the following. At some point here, LeBron James, and he deserves this level of respect. Okay. LeBron James, not the, not, not, not the, not the, the, the ownership of the team, not the executives, not the coach or whoever they're going to hire. LeBron James has to have this conversation and have a, you know, a, a meeting of the minds or a meet, a, 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 an honest meeting and say, what is it that he wants at this stage of his career? Okay. He Space has two options. Three. He has two options. He's, he's either going to become one of the players and play within the group of the team. Because at this stage, it's obvious to me, Mo, he can't just carry a team like he once could. He can't just put 
anyone on his back and just carry through a season. That's yeah. obvious. No, at 37, why are we? Mo, you've heard me say this. I've given him a break. Whatever you can give me at 37, just give it to me, big fella. Give it to me. <laughs> he gave me 30 points. He played in what, 55 games? Just give me what you got and let me work around that. So right now, is he ready to say, I'm one of the guys? Mm-hmm. Or second, here's the second option I'm going to give him. Do you want to be the all-time leading scorer in all of these things? And we will go down that route and we will celebrate that. But you're, you're not going to win because okay. that's what it is. Now, Mo, he deserves that respect. He deserves to answer that question. And whatever he chooses, I'm comfortable with. He deserves that. He deserves that option. And then, Mo, whatever he chooses... I'll respect it. Okay. Because he's earned that. Okay. And from there, Mo, I, I, you know, it's nothing else to talk about. Like, I'm not going to be like, I'm going to send him to Utah. Really? Mm-hmm. Mo, I'm going to send him. Like I heard uh, Portland. Mm, yeah. Really? He wanted to trade him for Dame Lillard. Damian Lillard. Like, yeah. I'm, so I'm going to send him to, right. I'm, I'm going to send him back to Miami. They're like, yeah, yeah. That's, Give up, bam, oh, bam, out of bio, the defensive player of the year candidate, no chance on you earth. Know what I mean? But like, let, let me no. say this though, in, in in just to counteract what you're saying a little bit, when you break down those seasons for LeBron James, the first season where they missed the playoffs, he was injured. And let's be yes. honest, they weren't trying to make the playoffs, they were trying to trade for Anthony Davis that season because Anthony Davis was forcing his way okay, well, to the Lakers. That's fine. The next season, they win in the bubble, Disneyland, whatever. Cool. The following season, they lose in the first round. LeBron misses time with injury. Anthony Davis misses time with injury. Injuries in the first round. They go home. This season, catastrophe. Okay. But now, the point is, even if you trade LeBron James, you're not trading Westbrook or Anthony Davis. So what are you going to get in return for LeBron James that helps you? The the business of basketball and the basketball business is not going to help the Lakers organization. We're looking at it from the perspective of the Lakers, not of the perspective of LeBron James and what he wants. Okay, because he's going to get what he wants regardless. He's going to go and try to break that scoring record wherever he's playing, right? you got to look at it like this. It's not like LeBron James was playing bad. He was almost the leading scorer this season. If he played four more games, he could have been the leading scorer of the NBA at age 37. His jersey is going to outsell everyone's jerseys because of who he is. Playoffs or no playoffs, they could finish last. And I can guarantee you this, he will have the number one selling jersey in the NBA next season because he's LeBron James, because he is this generation's favorite player. So those numbers, they're still going to be there. Fans are still going to come and see him, especially as he gets another year older and people start to think this is their last chance to see LeBron James play in person. People are going to flock to Los Angeles just to see him play. We see fans travel from all corners of the world. When D-Wade was doing his retirement tour, fans were flying in from across the world to see D-Wade's last game. Fans will fly into LA to watch LeBron James' last game. So those numbers that you say won't stick around if they don't win again, I'm pretty confident the numbers are going to stick there or thereabouts because of everything he's done and his body of work as he approaches the tournament end of his career. Okay, but it would, be, it would be different if he was in his prime and they were missing if, the playoffs. If he, if he, those numbers will remain the same if he confronts and states the truth. 
if they come out and say they're trying to win a championship and they have another season like this, Mo, okay? It doesn't matter because his contract ends okay. at the end of next season. We can respectfully disagree on that. We can yeah. respectfully. Yeah. They're yeah. not going to keep drawing people and paying $5,000 for a front row seat to watch a team win X amount of games. That's not going to happen. <laughs> well, I mean, now, you they were terrible that, and they still have more national happen. TV games than anyone this season. Okay, again, okay, I bet they won't have them next year. I, I bet you that. And how many games did they get taken off TV, national TV this year? Not as many as they should have. But what I'm saying is if I'm the Lakers organization, I've got him under contract for one more year. I'm not trading that. I'm not going to get anything of value that's going to win me a championship. And if I'm not winning a championship, let me secure the bag in peace. But I think we both agree on it would be foolish to try and trade him for Damian Lillard or Donovan Mitchell or Bam Adebayo because those conversations, maybe Portland would do it, but the other conversations are a non-starter for those organizations with young stars. I don't see it happening. And that's with all due respect, but I'll just have to clear that one up, you know, because there's a lot of talk about non-basketball going on right now. And BJ, if we're talking about basketball things that aren't really basketball, I said to someone earlier today, I'm convinced now that the, the world is playing a social experiment on us to see how long the media and the fans are going to talk about a basketball player that does not play basketball. Because today it was announced that Ben Simmons is going to have a surgery on his back. That's going to keep him out for three to four months. And he will hopefully, hopefully, be ready to play at the start of next season. Now, this is interesting, and I hope he gets well soon, and I hope he recovers from his injury and it goes smoothly. But, BJ, I've got to know. I've got to ask you, because you have, you know, the inside scoop into these things. Who was out here saying he was cleared to play? Who was out here saying he's going to play in the playoffs? Oh, he's going to be back for game three. He's going to be back for game four. Yeah, the doctors have given him the all clear. He went to Brooklyn past the medical, but if his back is so bad it needs a surgery, that's going to keep him out for four months. Either someone's bad at their job, and they diagnosed it completely wrong, or there's someone out there that's leaking false stories to the media and telling them lies about this guy's going to play when he clearly is not in a position to play basketball if you're going to have a surgery that keeps you out for four months. So I need to know the truth, BJ. What's happening in this situation? Why were we being told that this guy might go? Because I think it's unfair on him. Because he got so much criticism for not playing. If he had just gone to Brooklyn and said, I'm not playing for the rest of the season, I need surgery, I think the conversations about him would have ended there. But because there was someone out there telling the world, oh, Ben Simmons is coming back. Oh, he's going to be back for the playoffs. Oh, he's going to be back for game one. Oh, no, no, game two. No, no, game three. Oh, we're going to see how he's feeling for game four. It just made it look like he didn't want to play, but if he's got a serious injury, that's another story. So I need to know the truth. What's your take on this situation? You know, well... This is a head scratcher, literally, <laughs> because there's been so much that has been said. So little has been explained. And this just this is just bizarre now. Now it's just getting to a point where you don't know what to believe. First, he's ready. He just wants to get out of Philly. He gets to Brooklyn. Week, he'll be back in two weeks. So clearly, this has been handled in a way that you know you don't know what to believe now. Okay. Unfortunately, there's something going on here, right? Um, and now the latest, what that something is, is he has a back injury that requires him to have surgery. So, so there's something there, Mo. 
that's going on. At some point, you know, he's he, Ben Simmons, is going to have to address the media, the fans, and the people to say, this is what's really going on. Because it's not fair to him. It's not fair to the organization, you know, his family, whether, you know, I'm sure everyone within his immediate circle is feeling some type of pressure. And more importantly, Mo, if, if we can be on, let's get out of all of our, get out of our feelings. All we really want, Mo, when I say we, the fans, the media, the people, they just want to see him play. Facts. And that's, Mo, that's all they want. He's an all-star right? player. He Mo, was an Mo, all-star it, player. We need to see him on Mo, the court. Mo, you know, as you were talking, I, I wrote this down to myself. I only have one question for Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons currently, you know, or recently when he did play, he was an all-star. Mm-hmm. One of the top 15, 20 players in the NBA. One of the top a, two a defensive players. Top two defenders. In the league. All I want is to see him play, but I only have one question. And here's my question. Are you, okay, Ben Simmons, are you going to get better or not? That's it. That's it. I, I, you know what? All this other stuff that's going on, it's none of my business. You know, ben, uh, I've been in locker rooms and I get it, right? There's the person, then there's the player. Hey, I have no idea what's going on with Ben. I have no idea what he's been through. I have no idea whether the reports are true or not. But what I do want, I just want to see him play. Mm-hmm. And my only question is, are you going to get better or not? And the only way you can get better is playing. Not working out in a gym, five hits, none. Mm-hmm. Not working out with, I think it was Kyle Corver who mm-hmm. was rebounding for you or shooting. Yeah, he's the shooting coach. That, that, that's that's it. That's it, Mo. This is very simple to me. And I want I want to stay in my lane because Mo, I've you know I've been on both sides, right? I've been in the locker room and I've been watching it from afar. So I just hope for him that he can get back to resolve the situation. And it's only one way to do it, Mo. There's no way around this. You can't talk your way out of this one. When are you going to play? That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. So. That's that's my little two cents for whatever is worth Mo. Yep. And I wish him nothing but the best because injuries stink. Mm-hmm. And Indeed. he's having a very serious surgery, you know. And they say it's a minor surgery. He'll be back. Well, it's always minor when it's someone else. He's having surgery. He's having back surgery. And Mo, you never know when people come back. So hopefully he will return. Hopefully we will be talking about what he's doing on the floor and get this past this because Mo really it's like one of the most bizarre things I've seen in my affiliation and being in the NBA. I mean, yeah. this is just getting now, it's just getting, absolutely. It's just, it's just so out now that, you know, it's not even, I don't even want to talk about it anymore. Well, it's time. It's time we talk about the basketball on the court. Last night, the Miami Heat, they took care of business against the Sixers. I don't really want to talk about that too much because there's no Embiid. 
you know, I said on Sky TV right. that the Miami Heat got the easiest part of the NBA Finals because they've not been challenged in the first round. The Atlanta Hawks and Trey Young. Trey Young didn't even turn up for the series. And now they're playing Philly and Joel Embiid's out and James Harden is looking not very James Harden-ish. Uh, Tyrese Maxey is having spurts where he looks great. And I suppose, shout out to Tobias Harris. He's having a good series. And shout out to DeAndre Jordan, who looked good for a couple of minutes in tonight's uh. game. Just a couple uh, of minutes. Just say that again. Could just, you just say a, that again, Just Mo? a couple of minutes. Not the game. Just a couple of minutes. You know what I'm saying? Put me on the yes. court. I might look good for a couple of possessions too. But anyway, I want to talk about the Phoenix Suns and the Dallas Mavericks. What a clinic. The fourth quarter, Chris Paul. The Phoenix Suns, what a luxury they have. Look at their backcourt right now. Chris Paul goes six from seven, scores 13 points in the fourth quarter. He gets a bit tired. He goes to the bench. In comes Devin Booker. Cash, cash, cash. Knocking down three-pointers from all over. The Phoenix Suns blew this one out of the park. They ended up winning by 20 points. At the start of the fourth quarter, the score was almost tied. And they finished with a barrage of buckets. The Dallas Mavericks got out of there. And do you know how they did it, BJ? Do you know what their strategy was on offense down the stretch? Whoever Luka Doncic was guarding, they Mm. put them in the screen roll action and they hunted out Luka Doncic. Now, Luka had a great game on offense. As always, Luca, 35 points, seven assists. Just like in the other game, he had a great game on offense, but your star players being targeted on the defense. And it's funny to me now because this is what Luca was doing to Steph Curry and Luca was doing it to LeBron. But now the tables are turned and Luca, they're doing it to you because they figured out that you ain't going to guard them. So it got me thinking, BJ, because we can talk about adjustments for this series and all this kind of stuff. It got me thinking, we talk about roster construction. I want to finish with this on today's episode. If you could build a team around Luka Doncic to maximize his skill set, bear in mind you're going to have to find a way to hide him on the defensive end. What would your ideal team around Luka Doncic be? But like a realistic team, not five all-stars and five max contracts, a realistic team and the types of players you would want around Luka Doncic. Well, Mo, that's a big question. I'm I'm going to just cut right to the chase here. Okay, the first thing... When you say build a team around Luka Doncic, right? You have to consider Luka Doncic is without question a top five offensive talent in the NBA, okay? And that's going to come with its own set of difficulties to manage because you got you to gotta manage that. Luka Doncic is a closer. He can close a game. This young man can create offense for himself. He's not afraid of big moments. He's not afraid of big shots. He's a terrific passer, so forth and so on. Now, if you're going to build a team around Luka Doncic, right, a couple things are going to have to happen. And the first thing is, let's start with Luka. You know, I've been watching Luka for quite some time. I mean, it seems like forever. It seems like he's been a pro forever. It really does, right? I remember when he was a young kid, first went to, is it Real Madrid? Yes, sir. Okay. Shots of Robert Tritt, though. Crazy game in the Champions So the first thing is, if you're going to build a team around him, it's going to start with Luka. And mm. the first thing has to happen. Luka, when are you going to be in an in excellent physical conditioning? Let's start there. He's getting that. He's getting that. Okay. Okay. He's getting there. Okay. Let's start there. Because what we're all saying here is we see you know, one of these talents that, you know, you don't see often. Mm. But right now, Mo, we're not seeing the best version of this talent because 
in order to be the very best version of yourself, you have to be in exceptional physical and, and condition. How crazy is it we're saying we're not seeing the best version and he's casually dropping 45 points, okay, 35 points just, against uh, the number one team in the NBA uh, in the uh, playoffs? Mo, I'm, 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 I, because I, I'm a Luka fan, but if you're asking this question, let's answer it with some truth and allow him to figure it out. Now, Luca, first things first, when are you going to be in phenomenal shape? When? Is it a year from now? Is it two years from now? September. Okay. What, what, okay. That's the first thing. Second, once you get in that physical shape, are you going to allow us to coach you? I, I respectfully, I can't coach Luka Don. I know about basketball. <laughs> okay. And what do I mean by coaching? Because with your talent, that's going to put an incredible amount of pressure on us to do one thing. We have to win. You can't have a Luka Doncic talent on your team getting eliminated in the first round. At some point here, you have to be in the conference finals and win the thing. Because he is that level of talent. Okay. I, I want to say this, though. I want to put this caveat in there. I think that they got unlucky with the matchups here. Because if they were on the other side of the bracket, their chance of beating a Golden State or beating a Memphis is significantly higher than beating the Phoenix Suns. As you know, Mo, I always tell you this. On camera and off camera, luck is part of the game. That's always mm -hmm. been my biggest advantage. You got to get lucky. Okay? Luca can take advantage. He's a matchup nightmare for anybody. Okay. But you, you need matchups. So, however, he just advanced for the very first time, I believe. This year. Yeah. I mean, he's okay. 23. Now, I think it's ridiculous that we have these, he's not been out the first round. He's 23. And most players don't even make it to the playoffs. Well, yeah, well you, you know what, Mo, once you've been around three, four years now, hey, you made this decision. He's 23. Okay. But uh, he's been in the league three, four years though. Oh, so, okay. But I mean? his, his first two playoff appearances, both of them, there were first-round matchups against the Clippers who had two almost MVP-level players in Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. And he almost beat them both times by himself single-handedly. Paul Zingas weren't doing nothing. Who else was on that roster? Paul Zingas weren't okay. doing nothing to help him. That's great. Almost is great. He didn't. So I'm sticking to what I think. Is, I think it's unfair to criticize him for not getting out of the first round those two times. So. Mo, you're not criticizing. That's just a fact. Okay. That's a fact. That's not criticizing. Okay. Okay. Mo, very rarely does a West Unsale come in MVP, rookie of the year, and win an NBA championship or whatever. That's very rare. No one's criticizing him. The fact remains, Luka Doncic is an elite player, an elite talent, and with that comes expectations. That's, that's just how it is. Okay? That's just, it is what it is. But... What Luca is the only one that can help the situation. And here's something we know he can do. He's not even in elite shape yet. <laughs> Mo, that's fair criticism. Mm -hmm. Mo, he did not come to training camp this year in shape. No. And he says that's the biggest thing he's learned this year. And he's going to oh, change okay. how moving forward. Mo, that's fair criticism. Yeah. Why, why can we say that? It's because we keep saying, what would he be and what would it be like if he was just in shape? We're not even saying change a game. We're not saying 
you know, he's not playing the game. We're just saying, hey, man, we just want to see you in shape. Mo, that's not – okay, that's the first thing. Second, can we coach you? That's a, that's a, that's a big question. Why? Is because if, if he's going to achieve his ultimate goal, Mo, there's a brand of basketball that has been played since 1946. I know this generation thinks the game is new and this is the new school. In the end, Mo, the game always goes back to the same thing. But Mo, I'm going to let you and the rest of the our young listeners think that this generation plays different than the previous generation. That's fine. Because Mo, when you don't, get to don't people, you're gonna be like me in this. Well, don't I'm just include saying, me. Mo, you love that. I'm Mo, just I'm saying this. Your don't include me well, in Mo, this. I know how this Mo, game goes. Okay, they ain't gonna so include me in, in this. Twenty years from today, Mo, I guarantee you this: we're going to be saying defense, rebounding, and passing. Luca, you're going to have to play a style of basketball that's going to mimic what you're seeing right now against this team you're playing, the Phoenix Suns. They defend, they secure that ball on a great defensive possession, and they pass the ball and search down the matchups and play unselfishly. Now, Mo, Luca is an incredible individual isolation player. This, this guy can flat out score against anybody. Anybody, Mo. However, if you're going to win a championship, and I've seen a few pretty good players in my day. No one's going to win playing the way he's playing. Okay. That's just, a, I, okay. I, I just want to say this though. I just want to say this. He's playing against Devin Booker, who is saying he's become a great defender and he's great on offense. And Devin Booker, let's look at his season in the NBA. First season, 14th. Finished 14th in the conference. Uh, in, in, the, in, in the NBA. Finished 14th. Did not make the playoffs. Right down there with one of the worst teams in the West. Second year, 15th. Third year, 15th. Fourth year, 15th. His fifth year in the league, finished 10th. And then it was only when Chris Paul got to Phoenix, oh, now he's finished second. And now he's finished first. So we can say all of this about the way he plays, but remember what everyone used to say about Devin Booker? He's not a winning player. He don't pass the ball enough. He don't play defense. But sometimes it takes someone coming into an organization and changing the culture and teaching him how to be a pro. Because who on that roster has taught him anything? That's why I want to go back to my original question. Who do you want to see on that team alongside him? Okay. Well, before I go to that question. you got to go because we've got to wrap up the show soon. We're almost running out of time. Well, yeah, but, but, but you can't say these things and then we can't let it go. Well, I mean, I'm asking the question. That was the original okay. question. Okay. But here's the original answer. Okay, now Devin Booker, Devin Booker, when you come into this league, Mo, there's a learning curve in this league for everyone. There's a learning curve. And I think Devin Booker will share with you and say this. You know, Mo, the hardest thing to learn in this league is how to defend because you're the best player in college, you're the best player in high school. You're probably the best athlete. And for the most part, defense is not a natural thing, Mo. It's something that you learn for most players. There are some few players that come in, Kawhi Leonard, Draymond Green, for instance, this kid, Mikhail Bridges, Marcus Smart. You'll see some players, and that's why they always stand out. Most players... The majority of the players, probably 80, 
They're always behind on the defensive end. Okay. Devin Booker, biggest improvement has been on the defensive end. Just like I told, I told you the other day about John Morant. There's no reason why he shouldn't be a good defender because he has all the physical attributes that you need to be a solid defender. So that's the first thing. So Devin Booker's defense has improved along with his, I mean, he takes really good shots. He's, and that takes time. I mean, Devin Booker was a, he went to school only for one year. I mean, these guys are exceptional athletes, but they are, they, they takes time. So Luca needs time. He needs time. Luca, you get in better shape. You can give me second and third efforts. You may not be a great defender, and that's okay. But I cannot win with a team saying, we're going to pick on you like we saw tonight. That's that's impossible. You can't win that way. Who does Luka need? First, let's start with you, because you're the best player on the team. If we have to hide Luka on the defensive end, we can put... Who you want to put behind him? Who you want to put around him? This like, was the question I, I was asking you. Yeah, yeah. You can't take the ball out of his hands. You can't just force him to be a, a spot-up shooter. You can't just ask him to be a point guard and be a distributor. So the, the thing that's going to have to happen is, I'll say it, and I've been saying this for years since I've been watching him. I've been watching him a long time. This isn't the first time I've heard this question. Luca. What position on the floor do you feel you can defend best? <laughs> and you've heard me say that. Well, yeah, how many times you heard this, me say we that? We had this conversation too many this, times. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, but yes. this is, and, that's not the original. Okay. My question was just which what, players what did you want to see playing with Luka Doncic? Okay. Not what does okay. Luka Doncic need to do to carry a franchise because, because he needs to be a better shape and he needs to distribute more. He needs to score more. No, no, no. You no. really oh, does oh. quite a lot. I just wanted a few names of who you think would fit well alongside his game. Because Steph Curry was not a good defender on those championship teams. They managed to hide him. Let me ask you this. Okay, but let me ask you a question. I'll say it again. Everyone can't be an excellent defender. But no one can not say this. Steph Curry gives you effort. But he he wasn't giving you the kind of effort you see him give now on defense. You weren't seeing that in 2015. But is he respond? He's a responsible defender. He's gotten better. Exactly. He he gives you effort. This is what I'm saying. Everybody, I said it, I'll say it again. I'll say it so we can be very clear. Most of us that come in this league, probably 90% of us have to figure out defensively, we have to be average at the very least in order to play the game at the highest level. That doesn't apply to all because some of those players, Mo, are exceptional. Steph Curry is an exceptional player. Luka but it Dungeons wasn't until Steph Curry. An exceptional player, too. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to tell you this. And when you have exceptional players, Mo, you some, sometimes you will find things that work. Draymond and Klay Thompson and those things work. But I know this for a fact. No one was saying that when they drafted those guys, that those were the answers. Okay. Just works. Now. What do I think will work for Luca? What do I think will work for Luca? I think you're going to have to find length and take advantage of, of, of what he does and what he does well, which is you're going to have to play positionless basketball because Luca, Luca's a tough player to play with. 
from my standpoint. Why? Because he dribbles a little bit. He shoots a little bit. He plays offense a little bit. And defensively, he will probably if he if we could get him to be an average defensive player, that that's that's a win. Well, it's funny because we were talking about his improvements on defense and Dallas Mavericks improvements on defense. He Just has improved three, three Mo, months ago, he, two Mo, months ago. He has improved. Mo, he has improved. He has improved. Mo, I like. I, I want to say this. I like Luca, but if Luca is going to win the ultimate prize, because you can't have a guy that's giving you 47 points in game one and be like, well, he needs help. How long, how much longer are we going to keep saying that? Well, I mean, you kind of need help when you've got DeAndre and Duncan or Maxi Kleber and Davis Bertans in the middle of the court. That, like, that would be a little okay. bit of help. Okay. It would be okay. just a little okay. bit of help. Maybe an okay. interior so, defender Mo, would be a little he, bit of help. Okay, Mo, but if you get an interior defender, okay, I'm going to give you a little dark secret in the NBA. If you get an interior defender, it's highly unlikely he's going to be able to stretch the court so that we can look at all this Luka magic. Mm. That that player is probably going to be somewhere in the dunker spot waiting for a pass. And if you put a big player next to Luka, you're going to take away Luka's ability to drive to the basket. Just ask James Harden. See, what's really wrong with James Harden is... But it depends on the type of we, big. Because Embiid okay, and Clint okay. Capella are two very different types of big men. Because okay, it worked perfectly no. with Clint Capella. What worked perfect? James Harden's game. Okay. I, I'll see. Clint Capella... Clint Capella is a... Is not... If you're going to win and James Harden gets his numbers... That's okay, Mo. If you okay, want to okay. play that let's, way, let's not act that he just got his numbers. If it wasn't for Kevin Durant on those Warriors team, James Harden could have won two championships. And that Kevin Durant Warriors team was the biggest anomaly because it was formed by a spike in the salary cap. No, 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 we, we're going to act like Jim, that, that Rockets didn't. team was only good in the regular season. That Kevin Durant Warriors team was the biggest anomaly ever in the NBA because they added the, the MVP of the league pretty much at the time because of a jump in the TV rights, giving them the cap space to add him to the team. That, that's the biggest anomaly ever. Okay. You don't see okay, that more. Mo, but Peter, Mo, we're going to have to wrap this because i got to get to my well, next we show. we can wrap it up. I've got, yeah, got yeah. another show i got to record, so we, we have to wrap it up. We're going to have to continue but, this conversation but, but, another but, time. But, okay, yeah. Okay, let's continue it. But let's say this. Mo, you can't tell me that Mike D'Antoni and that style of play is championship caliber basketball. I, I can tell you, if Kevin Durant never joined the Warriors, the Houston Rockets would have won an NBA championship. They were the only team to even push them. They gave them a better fight than LeBron James and the Cavaliers did. That's the facts. You could go back and watch the series. That's the facts. Okay. If, if you, you can look at so, they didn't win. But if, they you, came Mo, down if you close say to so, winning against the best team so, we've seen in the past 20 years. So you meet a team mode that didn't defend. Played they, isolation basketball. They, they must have defended to take these to take that juggernaut Warriors six and seven games in the playoffs. Otherwise, they would have been swept out of there. If 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 they were just oh, we're just going to shoot threes and not play any defense, then why were they not swept? But that's a conversation for another day. This has been the Hoop Genius Podcast. We're going to find out what happens with Luka Doncic because things aren't looking too good for him in this series against the Phoenix Suns. 
They're in a two-zip hole. We're going to talk about what happens next. Tomorrow, we're going to be answering some of your questions. We haven't done that in a minute. We're going to have to answer some of your questions and really get into it. So me and BJ will be back tomorrow morning, nice and early, answering your questions. Make sure you subscribe. Leave a review. Leave a ring. Let us know your thoughts. Tweet us. Get at us on the timeline. Should the Lakers trade LeBron James? What's your takes on Ben Simmons? Do you think Luka Doncic can lead a championship caliber NBA team? Because BJ does not think so. But we're going to keep it moving. No, no, no. There you go. I like to get it. I like to get it just for the end of the call. I like to get it for the recording ads. Because I know he's going to hit me after the show. It's like, no, no, no. That's not what I said. No, I'm not going to get you after the show. I'm not. Okay, okay. What I ever say, though, Mo, is we have to stay consistent. We can't just say, oh, this, that, as is. He will tell you. I He will tell you. This is what okay. If you ask Luca right now, he will tell you. Okay. How if he is Luca a top five player? Yes. Okay. If he's a top five player, what do top five players need then? Mo? You tell me. What does a top five player need? You tell me. You ask me the question. What does Luca need then? A top five player in the NBA, or in any league in the world, or a top five in anything in the world, needs to subscribe to the Hoop Genius podcast because that is today's episode. <laughs> I've got another show. My car's outside to pick me up. I've got to get to the studio. So I'm going to have to leave this show like this. In the meantime, we'll be back tomorrow. We ain't going nowhere. Hey, I got bills to pay. I got bills to pay. Until next time, my people. Appreciate you rocking with us. BJ, I'll catch up with you later. We're going to answer all the questions tomorrow. But until then, get buckets.